In this episode, I talk with Molly Reese, the host of the Stay in Good Company podcast, all about slow travel, how it shaped me, and some of the best things I've seen in hospitality recently. Hospitality. 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 Hospitality brings people together. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. Josiah, welcome to the show. Happy to have you in our company. So good to be here, Molly. Thanks for having me on. If you had to describe what you do for a living to, say, a child or your grandparents, what would you tell them? Every day I talk to someone who works in the world of hospitality. So think restaurants, hotels, people who create these environments that are so fun to stay at, to dine at, to experience, and I ask them how they do what they do. So it's quite possibly the best job in the world. Yes, I agree. And I love having these conversations and distilling it down to that where it's at the end of the day, you're just meeting cool people, doing cool things and getting a lot of stories along the way. And so for you, as you meet these people, as you travel yourself, what does slow travel mean to you personally? For me, I'm glad you you bring this up because I think a lot of people talk about travel. Not a lot of people talk about slow travel. And for me, slow travel is really meaningful because my dad is from Northern Ontario. My mom is from the San Francisco area. I spent my life between these two locations. And from my earliest memories, a lot of them were on the road. So we drove back and forth between those two places. We drove pretty slowly. So it typically took us four to five days to do that trip each way back and forth. We probably did it nine or 10 times and from my very earliest memories, I remember just being on the road. And there's something about long, long road trips where you can see the landscape evolve that is so fun. And I think that instills in me from the earliest age a love of the open road of travel, right? And of course, there's slower ways to travel, but there's something that feels a little bit more human in watching the landscape unfold from a car even, even if you're going 55 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour, whatever it is, that feels a little more human than jumping in a jet and a couple hours later, dramatically different environment. So that's been a part of my life from the earliest ages. Every few years, we would do that trip. And I think to this day, I think I love road trips a little bit more than the average person. It's just really fun to watch the scenery unfold. I love that. And we'll have to swap travel routes because we too have a family cottage outside of Toronto. And so we make the trek every summer from Arizona to outside of Toronto and take several days to drive across the country. Now this year we were talking about doing more of a Northern route and doing some States, parts of Canada that we haven't seen. So we'll have to connect after the fact to hear if there's any scenes to see along the way. Now, speaking of the way that you travel and some of those travel road trips that come to mind, what are some ways that you enjoy traveling mindfully and fostering those connections locally? Do you have any stories or tips and tricks to share there? I think what comes to mind there is learning as much as possible about the places I'm visiting. I, I think one early hospitality memory that 
made me fall in love with the hotel world specifically was when I was in Europe. I spent some time studying there. I spent some time living there after school. And one of the great things about Europe is it's so cheap and convenient to get around and experience such different environments. And I got to know actually through Twitter, someone who was building a new boutique hotel in Istanbul, Tensel Toprak. And he went to school in the US. He's from Istanbul, but went to school in the US, worked in finance, and then ultimately had this dream of building this boutique hotel in Istanbul, right? And so acquired a building in this really interesting neighborhood that was a former Ogilvy and Mather old school advertising uh, building from the 1950s and 60s, then worked with local architects and furniture manufacturers to reimagine this space. And I think from a design perspective, a guest experience perspective, it was everything you would hope from a hotel. But to answer your question, I think the thing that really stood out to me and showed the power of hospitality and being a proprietor of a place like this was how much he knew about his neighborhood and the relationships he had with all these different vendors, not only the people that helped create the property, but all the other participants in neighborhood life that he could then, I remember walking around the neighborhood and him introducing me to different people. And it showed the power of that. I think it's the local relationships. And I think what I loved about that is it has inspired me in everywhere else I've gone since then to try to get to know the history of the place. To give you an example of that, just this past weekend, I was at a place called Tamales Bay. It's about 30 miles north of San Francisco. And I was staying at this new hotel, the Lodge at Marconi. It's by Oliver Hospitality. I actually went to my local library. I, I checked out a bunch of books about that area. And it's called Point Reyes in Tamales Bay. It's a really beautiful area. I actually haven't spent a lot of time in, but learning about the history, learning about all the peoples that have been there, learning about what's going on now from an agriculture perspective. And so I had this stack of books I brought with me from the library there. And this hotel actually also did a really good job of storytelling. And so when I went in there, they had a little binder of history and things to see. And my friend, Jeremy Wells, who runs Longitudes, a branding firm that worked with Oliver Hospitality on the project, did a lot of cool things with that as well. So a very long-winded way of saying, but I think this sense of getting a sense of the history of the place and learning more about it. I find the more you learn about a place, the more you like it and the more meaningful the travel becomes. And it moves it away from just a hotel being even a beautifully designed experience. Sometimes that can feel very similar wherever you are in the world. And so I think this adds depth and color and it becomes really interesting. Absolutely. Well, it's a place to then introduce you to that local culture and the craftspeople and whatnot. And so whether it's through the chair you're sitting on or the coffee you're drinking or the mug you're drinking it out of, if there's intention behind sourcing those vendors and partnering with those local makers, then it just, again, goes so much further for your experience as a guest and for you to be able to then learn about them and support them. So I love that you pick up and look for that in your own travels. Now, speaking of which, do you have a favorite boutique property that you've stayed at in your own travels through all of them? Is there one that really stands out? And can you share about what made that experience memorable? One that stands out recently over the past year is a property called the Madrona. It is in Healdsburg, about an hour and a half drive north of San Francisco. And they took a old Victorian property and Jay Jeffers is one of the owners and, and did a incredible job with design at that property, but invested a lot into it from a design perspective, very compelling. They hired a guy, Charles, who was a maitre d' of uh, a local restaurant and 
had a tour around the property with him. Such a great example of hospitality, I think, and the stories that he had, how he made us feel in arrival there. But I, I feel like on every dimension, this property did such a good job of providing an escape. It wasn't that hard to get to, but it was a couple miles off the main highway. And so it felt very peaceful and quiet. And they just thought of everything. I'm, I'm thinking of kind of details from the arrival experience and having a glass of champagne on arrival to getting a tour around the property to they had a little pool area that was, it, it, this is a very small property, but they had kind of all these amenities of a nice resort. So really nice pool area, really good chilled wines in a little cooler by the pool. They did a really good job with music. And so Corey Schistler's one of the partners on the project and was a driver of a lot of the kind of creative elements of it, has a whole bunch of playlists on Spotify. And I think this is something that a lot of hospitality providers may be overlooking is the audio experience, right? And so obviously they had these playing on the property, but you could also listen on Spotify. And so I'm still so many months later, still listening to a lot of that music. And so they had a whole playlist for the pool, uh, a whole playlist for breakfast, a whole playlist for the restaurant. They had a phenomenal restaurant on property. And I think for some of these properties that are not right in a town or a city, it's great to have a great dining option there. And so phenomenal dining experience. They had a really good complimentary breakfast in the morning with some incredible oatmeal. So they're just really nailing the basics of this. And they had a, a house car there that could drive you into town. And so basically, you did not have to think about anything. And I think great hospitality is anticipating what a guest will want. They did that, right? They were three steps ahead. They had thought of everything. And so as we were going through the experiences, we were at the pool, maybe had a little bit too much wine. <laughs> There's a house car, took us to a restaurant, picked us up, seamless end-to-end -end experience. And it was able, it just gave us an ability to unwind and rest. And I feel you could travel for so many different reasons. I think when you think about hospitality being an escape or a break for people, the more decisions you can take off of their plate but still give them options of things to do. Uh, I feel like they just nailed it there. And so I think like on the options of things to do, they had great electric bikes there on the properties where we could go and pedal through the, the vineyard. So there's just so much to do. The density of activities and guest experience design that was packed into this relatively small property and relatively small hotel was insane. And it was an incredible experience. That's so neat to hear. You literally touched on every sense, I think. So we could really get that full experience, the feeling that you felt. And what I loved about that is, yes, while the property itself is small, they took advantage of every space and every detail and created those different moments, those different spaces with intention, it sounds like. And so for you to have picked up on that, yes, you're in the industry, so you're going to notice those types of things. But for a lot of us listening to beautiful music might not be something that we then are prompted to ask what the Spotify playlist is. But again, it just adds to that memory that you have coming away from it. So I think that's such a great example that you shared. I think for the hospitality providers that are listening, I think you and I working in and around the industry probably have a heightened sense of some of these elements, yes. but you don't need that, I think, to enjoy this. And so I think for guests that are arriving at the properties that our listeners 
have. This is something that is just, it's fundamentally human. I think this is the beauty of, of hospitality. It's, it's very human. You don't need to know anything about the industry. People will innately have a sense of if they're cared for and if thought has been given to these different elements. And so I think that's where hospitality providers might benefit most actually from just talking to a lot of people who don't work in the industry and getting inspiration from other brands or experience providers that are not in hospitality, because a lot of our expectations are set elsewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's set in everything from entertainment to our homes. And so having a really wide aperture in terms of where we collect information from can help us become really effective hospitality providers. And so I see some of the best hoteliers and, and hospitality folks I know really lean into that is getting a lot of inspiration from everywhere. And that's why everyone listening should be subscribed to Stay in Good Company. If you're just listening to this, make sure you hit that subscribe button because the people that you talk with in each episode, I see this really lived out, right? And so I'd encourage our listeners to adopt that kind of learner's mindset. It's really important to perform at your best. Absolutely. There's so many little takeaways that you can take from each different stay, each different travel or again, just listening and doing your research through online and through social media. One thing too, for the guest perspective is that these hoteliers, these owners of these properties want to get to know you on a personal level. They want to be able to prove to you that they've done that personal touch. They've customized some experience for you if they're truly passionate about providing that guest experience. And so for the guest to open up about why are you there? Are you celebrating something or are you there to just reflect and refresh? You know, sharing the reason that you're there can then allow them to really customize that experience for you. So I invite everyone to go out of your way to share why you're there, what you want to get out of that experience and the properties themselves, the owners and managers will be more than willing to then accommodate those requests. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's important for both people listening that are guests of other places and for the hospitality providers listening to, to keep this in mind, because it might sound trite. If you work in hospitality, you probably hear this all the time. It's, it's about the people. But I think, Molly, if you listen to the back catalog of, of your episodes, there's so many people that actually came from outside the industry and they wanted to work in hospitality and open up the properties that they did, not just because they it was about the design. If, if it's about the design, you can build a home like this or you can have some other kind of business hospitality businesses are fundamentally about people. And I think this is what draws hospitality providers into the industry. And so if there's folks listening that are maybe not providers, but just guests, what you mentioned is really important. I want to underscore that because there's a reason people are working in the industry and they feel joy and meaning from connecting mm. with the people that are staying at the properties, right? So this is a win-win scenario, right? You're going to have a better time as a guest. You actually create a fun environment for the people that are providing hospitality. It moves it away from just being a services drudgery. Transactional, yeah. And it moves it into what hospitality can be, which is pretty magical. I'm so glad you noticed that trend. Yes, absolutely. And it's so exciting to think about the future of hospitality and all of the new faces that will be coming and continuing to evolve that guest experience. And so for you looking forward, is there a boutique property that you've dreamt of visiting and why is that? So this might stretch the definition of boutique just a little <laughs> bit, but I think what Appalachian is doing, it's really an incredible new brand that will be opening up properties in the years ahead. But it's a chef and culinary driven concept that is going to be very experiential. 
They are opening a property in Hillsburg, in, in Napa, in California, and, and Vilcan, other locations. But as talking to some of the team there, and as they open up, they're going to become very focused on food, which everybody talks about. But I think in the sense of the arrival experience and how they cook that food and how these properties are set up. And so that you are able to be exposed to and immersed in the creation of the dishes that they're making. They have a really interesting creator program where they're going to be inviting different makers of all types to be doing their craft on property. So it's a win-win. You have space for these people making things. They get to meet folks that are traveling. And so it connects a lot of the themes that I think are compelling in hospitality now. And it's one of the brands that's definitely on my radar. And I'm interested to see them as they expand and open up their properties. Oh, completely. I love that. I will have to look into that more because to your point, a lot of people are going back to the source. I know farm to table restaurants had their time and should continue to have their time in big cities, but now people are wanting to go out to the source to see the farms, to meet the makers, to see the things prepared directly from the field. And so I think these types of experiences where you can meet the local craftspeople and watch it put together in front of your eyes and I just think you have a greater appreciation for that. So food is definitely a big part of my life. And I've tried to weave in, in and out of this podcast as much as I can. So that's definitely something to look out for. Now, what advice do you have for our listeners in how they can stay in good company during their future travels? If you had to share anything in particular. I think what I'm thinking about a lot now is how to take elements of hospitality and bring them into our, our personal lives. And that might seem like a strange answer to your question, but the reason I'm thinking about this is even if you're a traveler, if you don't provide hospitality professionally, if you can think about applying this to your personal life, I think it heightens your awareness of how professional hospitality providers do the work that they do. And so if you're staying at a hotel, you're going to be very attentive. And I think you're going to enjoy that experience more. And Regardless of what we do for work, I think the world becomes a better place when we can show hospitality to the people around us, our neighbors, our friends, our families. And so I'm thinking a lot about this. I think things that are top of mind as I've talked to different people on hospitality daily is the sense of abundance, right? How do you provide more than enough, almost like to the point of excess? It feels like the people that you're serving can just relax. You're anticipating needs. You're a step ahead. I think some of the themes that we've talked about in our conversation here, but again, I think as, as you travel, it also creates a little bit of meaning and purpose because you are almost doing some research and thinking about ways that you can host and delight the people in your life when you return home, right? And it moves it from just being something that's about consuming and just about you into thinking about how do I not only recharge and restore, which is really important for us as people, but how do I bring this home and use it to delight the people around me? And if you're a hospitality provider, it helps you get better and better at doing the work that you do. So think about how you can live a hospitable life and always get better at doing that. That is such a great perspective on that. I do think that there's so much you can take away from these experiences, whether it's the little rituals, whether it's the conversations with the people you meet, or again, how they serve and treat you and their neighbors. I think that to your point, when you return home, you're changed. And so what are you going to, to do with that? And how are you going to treat your friends and your family and your local community 
who you might not think twice about when you're going to your local coffee shop. But now all of a sudden, you might want to meet the person behind the bar. And so I love that you've put hospitality on its head in that sense of everyone can be hospitable in just their daily lives. So thank you for that. Well, many thanks for joining us, Josiah, and cheers to you and all of your future travels and hospitality experiences. Thanks, Molly. It's been great talking to you. If you want to hear more from Molly on all of this, check out the link in the show notes where I interview her about how slow travel has shaped her and how she views the world of hospitality today. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. Dot com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 